Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mike Favors Leadership Podcast, where my number one goal is to help leaders become better leaders. We have some great information for you today, so sit back, take some notes, and let's enjoy what our mastermind produces this time on the Mike Favors Leadership Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Mike Favors Leadership Podcast where I seek to help leaders become better leaders. Uh, Today, we're going to be sharing with you uh, part two of the series on Leadership 101. And of course, we're coming or we're going to be expounding based upon the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And so today's lesson is going to be part two, and that is going to be on influence. And I want you to read a definition for you according to the Webster's Dictionary, the word influence means the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. Now, that's a working definition, but I want to spend some time breaking down that definition. Of course, we share from our personal experience and from the many areas of leadership that we operate in. So the first thing I want to share with you or to take a deep dive into is the effect the effect that your influence should have on people, uh, particularly those of which whom you lead. So then first I want you to understand that the way that you get people to follow you is not necessarily by what you tell them to do. The way you get people to follow you is through inspiration. You have to be inspirational. You can make no one follow you. You have to inspire them to follow you. Now, the question is, how do you do that? Well, according to the definition, the capacity to have an effect on or effect on the character. So that means if you're going to be able to affect someone else's character, you have to have a certain level of character yourself. And when you talk about character and what character is, character is something that can take us far in life. In fact, if you think about it, your character can get you into rooms and it also can keep you out. But you want to define character. So the definition of character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. So I want you to ask yourself, your mentality, your moral qualities, the moral fiber that makes you who you are. Have you ever wondered that it is that that you seem to attract? And those are the ones that you perhaps are called to, because if my mental and moral qualities that are distinctive to me inspires the mental and moral qualities distinctive to you, then nine times out of 10, we can walk together and we might be able to share with one another. And that's the first thing that we realize that influence does with people. My influence in terms of my mentality affects your influence. It affects your character because we have similar characteristics. So the next portion of the word or the definition of influence has to do with development. So now the capacity to have an effect on the character and development. So let's talk about that for a minute, because many people don't realize that your development is very important for your life and for your destiny. Development simply means to grow or cause to grow and become more mature, advance or to elaborate. But when you add the the, 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 I believe it's the suffix, which then begins to be meant 
which now is the development, the word changes slightly. It, the, the definition of development is the process of developing or being developed. So now let's take a moment to really parse this out and flesh this out. So what you're saying, what I'm saying is your influence in terms of your mentality, your influence in terms of your ability to cultivate and develop people has everything to do with the process that you use. So then if influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character and the development, I want you to think, of your, think about what are the process, what is the process by which you used when you were being developed? Many people don't realize that the process that you go through is the same process that you begin to take others through. So for me, as an example, the great leaders that I've had in my life, they processed me over a period of time. So, for example, when it comes to ministry, many people don't know that my apostolic anointing and the call that's on my life went through a series of process of learning the other gifts. So when I first started out in ministry, I did the work of an evangelist. As a matter of fact, I was on the street ministry team and was recruited by a, a dear friend, and then uh, I became the leader of that team. Once I became the leader of the team, we did some things, and we did ministry, and I began to grow. I entered into the Bible Institute, American Baptist College in Nashville, Tennessee. And so after that, I began to walk to the next station, which was to become a teacher. I began to teach the leaders or the individuals who joined the outreach team that I was over. And so as I walked that piece, I had to learn, I had to read. And so I began to teach what I was learning. Now, I want you to pay attention to the process. I was teaching what I was learning, and I was commissioned by the bishop at the time to go to school. So as I began to teach, it began to also grow me. It began to also grow my influence. So I went from the evangelist to the teacher. Then after that, I graduated, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and became a pastor, shepherd. So then the influence in that region grew because I entered seminary. I began to once again to do the work of the evangelist, to do the work of the teacher, to defend and make sure that the teachings were, were biblically based and sound. So I began to pastor. The church began to grow. Then I found myself being consecrated as a bishop in 2012. Process, which is an overseer of pastor of pastors. So then in 2013, we began to study the prophetic. The prophetic came on us in a, a very serious nature, and we found ourselves reading other books that I'll introduce to you all in, in later times to come. But we went to a particular piece, and we were imparted with the gift uh, and, and to do prophetic ministry. And, and that's when a lot of things shifted, because at that moment, the prophetic supernatural things began to happen. I started desiring and developing a hunger and thirst to see miraculous, the signs and wonders and powers of God come to place. By this time, we've planted another church and launched another church, and then we planted another ministry. And so if you look at everything that I'm talking about, that was a process. So by the time 2015 rolled around and I accepted the call to and realized that God was truly calling me to the office of an apostle, we had already done the work in terms of concretizing and solidifying the basic fundamental foundations in terms of what the apostolic is. Now, at the time, I really didn't know that I was doing apostolic work because we were only, my concept of ministry were, was only at the level of the bishop in terms of functionality. But once again, from going through all this, from going through the process, 
you now see that everything attached to us, our organization, Peace International Network, our Association of Churches, Empowerment Action Center, National Association, the, the businesses that we do, the Zebulon Business School, the programs that we teach, the Essential Leaders Institute, uh, the entrepreneurial endeavors that we engage, it all happens to come together from the process of the mentors that I've had in my life. And so what do I do? I then turn around and share. Even this podcast is birthed out of the ability to share with other young, budding, young emerging leaders who really want to understand how to function in that which um, you're called into functioning in. It's easy to tell someone, hey, go and do this, go and do that. But more importantly, the question is, how do I do that? And that's a one of the questions that I used to always ask myself. When I found out my what to do, I found out the why I was doing it, it was the how, ladies and gentlemen, that really uh, stifled me, that always had me in a quandary. And once I realized that the how was developed through the process of experience, that's truly what development is. I believe that leadership is a developmental, transformational uh, situation thing that we have to enter into. And so without influence, how then will we be able to process the necessary things that we need in order to develop for people's growth and development in their particular spheres of influence? So the definition, let's continue with this, the capacity to have an effect on the character and development, the character and development or behavior. Now. I'm going to tell you, all of these words, you all, can really, I could do a podcast or do a segment on just these words. Understanding from the etymological standpoint, I study words. I I believe I'm an etymologist. Um, I I like to figure out why words mean what they mean. But this is one of those words that's really deep. So I can't spend too much time with it on this particular podcast, but I will go into it just a little bit to show how it relates to influence. So the definition of behavior is the way in which one acts or conducts oneself, especially towards others. Once again, we're talking about how you act. How do you conduct yourself? How do you approach? How do you interact? This is all wrapped up into your behavior. Now, as it relates to influence, your behavior, whether it's positive or negative, can have a, or does have a strong relationship to the sphere of influence. Now, let me take a moment. Let me take a moment. If you want to be influential in, say, leadership, then you have to exude the behavior of a leader. So oftentimes, when we get into politics and things like that, people really Uh, Don't vibe with certain presidents because their behavior is different than that which they believe it should be. So then for the people who don't like the behavior of a president, that president may not have as much influence with that group or sect of people. So the same thing works for us. If your behavior does not match your leadership style, If your behavior is not conducive to the audience that you're going after, you will not have influence with those individuals. Can you see it? Do you all see it lining up now? One definition, the word influence, the capacity to have an effect on the character, 
development, or behavior. So these are all the things that I want you to realize that, that are true about your influence. John Maxwell says it this way. He says, the true measure of leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And what that simply means is your ability to impact, your ability to, to efficiently and effectively influence people is based upon how you, how you identify and build a rapport through your character, the process by which you, you, you were developed because that's how you're going to develop others, and also your behavior. Your behavior is very influential to those who you lead. So here it is. The last portion of this definition, the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. Quite naturally, we understand that leadership is the, part, the portion of the definition that says you're going to have an effect on someone. So basically, I want you to understand that leadership as it relates to influence has a lot to do with your interactions with people. But those interactions have a lot to do with the interactions that you had with your leader. Wise men used to tell me all the time that you can't get authority until you sit under authority. But then you have struggling leaders. You have struggling individuals who wonder why people won't submit to their authority, why people won't uh, willfully follow the instructions? Well, I'm telling you today that per, from my experience, perhaps it's because uh, it, one of the things is you have to look at how you were with your leaders. Uh, one of the hardest things to pastor is a, a, a person who is unprocessed, which means who have not submitted to leadership. And this is why influence is so important, because if you want your influence to increase, you have to look at these three components, character, development, and behavior. Now, the, the beautiful thing about this, ladies and gentlemen, is that you can increase your capacity in all these levels. So if you can increase your, your characteristics, your morals, your values, and things of that nature to where it's conducive to the organization upon which that you are in, where you're being a leader. If you take time to really develop yourself or redevelop, and then you work on your behavior as it relates to leadership, as it relates to the, the, the ethos of the company or wherever you are, then you can see some changes in your influence, I guarantee because the truth of the matter is, if you're a boisterous and overbearing leader and you're wondering why people won't follow you and stay connected to you, perhaps you need to change your behavior of being so boisterous and so overbearing. It, it, it's not rocket science, people. It's just a matter of, of being exposed and really doing an evaluation of your particular leadership style. My leadership style happens to be transformational, transactional. I'm not necessarily a micromanaging type of leader, but I do make sure that the systems and things are done correctly. Once I scrutinize it and look at it and give you your set of instructions, if you follow your instructions well, then we, we're going to get along easy. Won't have any problems. But you have to understand that every leader has to have accountability. Even I have accountability. So that means I have to hold the people who are the subordinates in the organization that I oversee, I have to hold them accountable. The bishops that, that, that's up under our organization, they have to be hold, held accountable, just like they have to hold the pastors accountable. 
And of course, we're now talking about tiers of leadership and structural organization, which is for another podcast. <laughs> so make sure you stay connected and you check out some of the other ones. So listen, listen, friends, I'm going to wrap this up. I encourage you to once again, please continue to follow us on Spotify. We're going to some other platforms and uh, we're, we're going to be doing this every week, every Friday. You can expect a new podcast coming out, of course, unless something hits me and I'm, I'm, I got some time to do it. But I'm really excited about you all, leadership. I'm really excited about your growth and development. And as, as I often say, we have to be great on purpose. And, and being great on purpose as a leader means always cultivating your craft, honing in your craft, being willing to sit down with mentors who've walked and who've done what you're attempting to do. So with that being said, the, the, the influence, the law of influence is very important, very important for your growth and development in leadership. This is Mike Favors. Thank you for joining. We'll see you the next time. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something valuable enough that you can use. If so, please like, subscribe, and share with your family and friends. For more information about our ministry and business, just go to eacnet.global. And remember, being a better leader starts with you. See you on the next episode.